What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an author. She's a licensed social worker and a hospice chaplain. Please welcome Emily Hill. Emily, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Now, this is going to be at a conversation that I think is I very rarely have, and it's a lot about your background and what your book's about. And I I love having these conversations because I'm very open. You know, I'm yeah, I, I'm very I value my faith. I think it's important to stay close to um you know where we come from and what's important in our lives. So I, I want to hear a little bit about you growing up as a pastor's kid and how that's impacted you in your life today. Yeah, so I I grew up with my dad as a pastor, so I was in the church all the time. He was actually a traveling evangelist for most of my growing up years, so that meant like even more than just church on Sunday mornings. We were kind of at church all the time, and I grew up in this wonderful bubble of faith, Um, so I had great influences surrounding me, wonderful experiences in the church. I grew up um, with a real knowledge of, of scripture and also God being present with us. And so then as I grew up, you know, I, I graduated high school and, and I went to college and I had a chance to make my own choices. And some of those choices, um, were good and some were pretty stereotypically not so good. And, um, there were definitely some Sundays I went to church hungover, if I'm being honest. And, uh, and I, I found myself in this struggle of connecting what I knew, what, what my roots were planted in and, and then my everyday life experiences. And so what I found was that I always gravitated back to the church. I always gravitated toward faith, but as I got older, life has a tendency of getting a little bit harder, a little bit trickier as, as things happen. And, and so I found myself just trying to figure out how does faith match my world and how do I live authentically as somebody who loves Jesus, but also is a pretty normal person too. And so I've kind of tackled that um, over the past few years, especially. I think that was a very profound what you just said. Do you find that people that you, well, I mean, I guess as a kid, maybe uh, growing up as a pastor's kid and being around other children that weren't probably so so much raised around the church, did you find yourself like having to defend yourself a lot? Because I mean, kids can be mean, you, you know, if, if they aren't, if they don't know that way of life, they can be, I mean, I grew up in the church, like as a young girl, I mean, it was always like potluck dinners, Bible school, you know, we were very heavily involved in the church. And so, you know, that's all I knew. And then, and I was homeschooled for homeschooled for quite a while. So I wasn't really put into a public school right away and yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know I've, I had a little bit of both so did, how, how was that for you? Sure yeah I mean I grew up in in kind of a, a middle of the no, of nowhere kind of area um, so everybody knew I was you know the pastor's kid and so I don't know that people were intentionally mean or that kids you know picked on me for it but I definitely wasn't invited to all the parties as a teenager yeah. and things so <laughs> So there was sort of a sense of um, being left out and being on on the outs of what other kids got to experience, which is probably why, you know, when given the opportunity of freedom, I uh, went to some parties and did some. Things. Oh, yeah. 
I think that's pretty normal though, girl. I mean, come on. You got to experience a little bit of what's out there to know what you're, what kind of life you're going to leave moving forward. You know, I mean, for right. some people, like that's like a dead end world for them. And other people are like, oh, yeah, this is fun. It's time for me to move out. And continue. Yeah. yeah, I don't advocate for bad behavior, but I learned a lot from some yeah. bad decisions. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so how does your faith match your life today? So I think that I just live more genuinely as a person of faith. What I found was, especially uh, working in full-time ministry, that I was almost living out a, a persona of who I thought a Christian was supposed to be. Mm. But then there were times that that when I wasn't around other people and I was just sort of maybe in the in the quiet corners of my home that that I allowed the the facade to to crack or to take the mask off, and it just felt. Um, not genuine the way that I was I was living life. And so as I've taken this time to really meet God in every moment, I've found there are ways that that I can love Jesus and and still present in the world as exactly who I am and that that's okay and that's how God created me to be and that I don't have to be perfect to be a person of faith. Exactly. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think that um, we get caught up in what that label looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that you're just talking about it, though, I think is beautiful because I, I, I get this feeling sometimes when in, in just different conversations that when you bring up faith, people get very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And to talk about it, I think, and just the way that you just said that is that you don't have to be perfect to to love Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that is very like that's a a great statement you know because i don't don't think people realize that Mm -hmm. so when you have conversations about well let's talk about your book every day (laughs) talk about your book you want to show the show the audience yeah i'm happy to show it off (laughs) this is my baby my third child (laughs) discovering god in every moment so what was your what was your motivation behind writing the book honestly the book was sort of born out of secret diary entries that I was making in conversations with God. I had gone through this phase of life where I had a miscarriage a month after my husband's vasectomy, and I sort of hit a rock bottom. Yeah. And growing up in the faith and and working in ministry, it, it took my breath away, and it had me asking a lot of questions left me angry and sad and frustrated and and just feeling like what if I didn't actually understand anything that I had learned growing up and and so in those moments I just decided to sit with God the title came from in the church world we we celebrate a day called epiphany and it's when the wise men followed the star and and came upon baby Jesus and they had this moment of understanding and so I really kind of found myself like seeking epiphany, like following that light when I was in a time that was was really dark. And and as a social worker, um, I'm used to identifying needs and connecting them with the resources that I know exist. So so in in the time of writing this book, I was I was crying out to God because I had a lot of needs, a lot of hurts, a lot of questions, and so. I sort of connected those with discovering who God really is um, and how he shows up in this world. That's beautiful. 
would you what would you say to somebody that might be going through a similar experience that you had when you were struggling? I would say that you are not alone, even though it feels like that. It's it's a very lonely experience. You are not alone. There are people around you that that if you would reach out, I'm sure they would embrace you with loving arms. But but I do believe genuinely that God is one who comforts, who weeps with us, and who lifts us up when we need him the most. And what if this person, and I'm not speaking about me or anybody in general, I would say they're listening to this right now because I know a lot of people listen to the show for inspiration or you know they're searching for something. Um, it, what if they are they don't have a relationship with God? And maybe they're thinking about it and they are going through a hard time and they don't, you know, what would you encourage them to do? I would encourage you to start asking questions. I think a lot of times in faith, we we struggle with asking questions. Um, but I think that's the best way to approach the Bible, to approach faith and to connect those to the world that we exist in that sometimes doesn't make sense. That I think if we're if we're really trying to understand who God is, we have to start asking some questions because this is this is a hard world to live in sometimes. And so, if somebody maybe grew up learning about God but but lost sight of who He is, or maybe has never has never kind of reached out to try and figure anything out, I think the best place to start is to just ask questions and either find someone who can help answer them for you, pick up a book like Everyday Epiphany or pick up the Bible and just start asking those questions. Yeah, no, I love that. As a hospice chaplain, you probably encounter a lot of people that might have had a relationship with God and may have not had a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, especially maybe someone who doesn't? Let's say someone who doesn't. What does that look like when you go and consult with them if they are now like if they're in hospice and they're, you know, they're in that time of their life and struggling and maybe sure. they, want to, they want to pray for the first time. Yeah. Have, have you experienced that? I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been really special to enter into that stage of life. It's a really sacred and, and special part of someone's life while it, while it holds with it a lot of sorrow and grief and sadness and loss. It's, it's really a, a beautiful moment that I've been welcomed into with with a lot of different people and their families. And, and it has been a wide range. Some people have grown up in the church. And so for almost a century, they have been, you know, celebrating God's goodness. And for others, maybe they've never reached out to him. And so there have been opportunities when I've been able to sit with someone and they've started asking some of those questions when they are faced with the end of life and they're really beginning beginning to wonder and beginning to to seek and to want that connection that that I believe that only God can offer. You just gave me chills with that. And so that I asked that question because it's never too late. All our relationship with God, Jesus is it's all unique, right? Yours is different than mm-hmm. mine. And it's never too late to to really embrace your faith and ask those questions. So if somebody was to get your book, what would they get from reading your book? I think I share a lot of anecdotes in it. So a lot of personal stories that then I connect to scripture and then give the path to dig a little deeper into that scripture for themselves. So I think if somebody would open the book, whether they were 
someone who had gone to church their whole lives or if they're someone who has maybe never opened a Bible before, I think they would find an opportunity to see personal reflections that might kind of jog their memory of moments in their own life and help them sort of take a peek back at experiences they've had, whether they're good ones or maybe not so good ones, and be able to to have their own little epiphany moments where they can see how how God showed up, whether he showed up through the kindness of another person or if he showed up through through a piece that you just didn't understand in a time of chaos. I think the book will allow people to to take take a look back at their own lives. Do you have a favorite part that you want to share with us? The book? Um, yeah, I would love to share. Sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to share something. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my, I have two kids and my daughter once asked if dinosaurs go to heaven and see. <laughs> That's, a are... <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great Which I still haven't figured out the answer for. <laughs> That's awesome. But so I closed the book with her question since it's one I'm still, you know, struggling with. But I wrote, my kids ask some of the craziest questions. As they are learning about the Bible, they aren't afraid to wonder about what they read and hear. As they experience the world around them, they aren't afraid to ponder how things don't always make sense. I always learn a lot when I'm praying and reading to help them figure out an answer. So why don't I ask more questions? There's a lot that I often wonder about as I read the Bible and as I just figure out how to live in this world as someone who loves Jesus but doesn't quite understand how and why everything is the way it is. Between social issues in the world around me and personal struggles within my own family, the questions can start to pile up. Then I start reading scripture. And to be honest, it sometimes becomes even more confusing. But is it okay to ask questions? Is it okay to doubt and discuss our issues with God? Yes. So ask the questions, read the Bible, talk to God, and have an epiphany. Mm. Then be prepared to meet him. Write your own stories about how he has showed up in your life. Share what it means to really know him. Tell everyone you can about the creator, healer, guide, provider, comforter, and savior who has changed your every day into an eternity. Beautiful. Woo! Emily, with that being said, where can people purchase the book, learn about you, and support you? Sure. Yeah. So you can purchase the book on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. You can also go to my website. It's everyday epiphany by emilyhill.com. And if anybody wanted to like maybe talk to you a little bit about like, you know, if they're curious about faith, would you be open to having that conversation? Oh, definitely. I love to have conversations that range from, from all levels, all discussions, all questions, of course. So I have um, an Instagram page. It's Baby Mama Minister, okay. <laughs> A B Y M A M A Minister, and okay. you can use that same um, for email, Baby Mama Minister at gmail.com. Excellent, you guys. I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So if you connected with Emily today and her book, or just if you are a person of faith or are curious about faith, do not hesitate to reach out to her, purchase the book, and support her on her everyday epiphanies and. Um, just getting a little bit more faith into your life because I think it's necessary. You know, we I think it's very, very necessary. Um, Emily, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I think it's important to have more conversations like this and having more books like this out there. You know, it's just, I think it's, we've gotten so far, our world looks so different than what it used to look like. And 
I think it's because there's not enough God in it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I would just encourage you to live authentically, to ask the questions and to tell all the stories and you're not alone. Yes. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Emily. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for being a dynamic guest on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon. More dynamic guests.